um, in uh, Central America and uh, Mexico. You know, people are trying to escape that. So, now, here's the thing that makes me crazy. People that work for ICE, you soulless monsters. How do you have children? How do you go home to your nice house and think you're a good person? Or, and the DEA. Ripping, yeah, or the DEA. When you are ripping, or the FBI, or the CIA, or some police officers. How dare you? How dare you persecute people that aren't doing anything wrong? Like the ABC. Like the AB oh, motherfucking C. Those yeah, soulless like monsters them. coming in here. Seriously? Why do you try to squash things that are good? Why, why squash free speech and collective thought and joy and wonderment and bands and humor and comedy. Why squash it? Why are you doing that? What you, you joyless soul sucking freaks. And I bet most of them are Christians. And on Sunday they go to church and they sing, to, they sing songs to God and they feel, they feel the spirit move within them. They feel the spirit and they know that Jesus loves them. You know, they I don't just think a lot of them it. are Christians. I think a lot of them are alcoholic drug addicts. I, really I don't do. know. I, I don't really know what do. they are, but they are soulless monsters who are taking people's families and lives away. How do you come into someone's house and you go, "You've had a drug misdemeanor. Now I'm going to take you back to wherever." What the fuck? I mean, how does that work? Do like their neighbors rat them out, or do they just have files on everyone? It's it, they're going after misdemeanor. This is what they're saying: is that the Homeland Security is saying that they're looking at misdemeanor drug offenses for people who are even if they're legal residents if they're not actual citizens now they can be deported even if they've been served in the military if they've had a minor drug offense and they aren't illegal like they can be a permanent resident but they're not a legalized citizen ice can take them in and take them away can i throw in a double standard right here okay so you know there's this great um not great but this horrible uh, opioid uh you know epidemic going around so um we want to help those white folks who are strung out on heroin, but uh, we want to deport, uh, let's just say brown people, because we know what this is targeting. People with minor drug offenses, most of the time, <clears throat> marijuana. Right. Well, they should send the heroin addicts to Mexico because the heroin's cheaper there. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's cleaner. Yeah, let's step it's, on. Yeah, it'd be yes. better for them. <laughs> Well, uh, harm reduction. It wouldn't it be nice to go actually if we could give people detox in Mexico? You sit by the beach, you lay no, around actually, in the they sun. Have that. They it's have a all place DMT that. based. They have a place uh, yeah. where we go do DMT and meditate. And oh yeah, yeah. yeah all, all your drug problems can ayahuasca, be cured with hallucinogens. Yeah, it's ayahuasca DMT. Yeah. They they have you try DMT first to see if you can hang, and then you do like a week long ayahuasca thing. Ayahuasca. Yeah, that's what it is. I know a couple people that got clean doing. Well, that. how about this? Here's another uh, article. Tuesday, U.S. Sentencing Commission hearing on MDMA and several novel psychoactive substances. Yeah. By the way, I have MDA, MDMA in my purse right nice. now. I, I have just some, rat it myself out. I have some ketamine at home. But well, you should I don't dispose of that immediately. <laughs> High five. <laughs> uh, drug policy lines. Time to reduce the role of criminalization in MDMA and NPS policies. Uh, on Tuesday, April 18th, the U.S. Sentencing Commission uh, held a public hearing that marked a, the beginning of a two-year process to reconsider the sentencing guidelines for MDMA, as well as a handful of other novel psychoactive substances. Those are called NPSs. It's not non-public school. It's novel psychoactive substances. So DMT would be considered an NPS, a novel psychoactive What's What's like substance. a more serious... What's, what's, what's a psychoactive substance with less novelty? Uh... I don't know if acid would be uh, LSD. LSD would be still it's a schedule one but I would think a novel one would be like DMT ketamine well the problem with DMT uh, is it looks exactly like crack um, 
It does? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, I was, I was, uh, uh, there was a guy one time uh, <laughs> that was uh, smoking some DMT in the TL in an alley, and um, another man came up and was like, "Yo, give me some of that crack! Give me some of that crack!" And we're like, "No, this isn't crack. This isn't." Oh, they were like, "No, this isn't crack. This isn't crack." He's like, "No, nah, nah, fuck you, sir." We're like, "Fine." Dude takes a huge rip and just you could watch his mind melt, like Aww. just like, just like he had. Like, well, the aliens, was not the hit. He Why was do you want that? <laughs> yeah. not... It's like when you uh, take a sip of root beer and you think it's Sprite. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's mind blowing. Yeah. So is DMT LSD? No, DMT is um, it's dimethyl. Tryptamine. Sub- it's uh, the pineal or the perineal. One of them's in your ass, not the ass. It's one. the pineal gland. It's in. It's like by your. Uh, it's like. Pure adrenochrome, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically what I think Hunter S. Thompson was talking about when he talked about adrenochrome. Yeah, probably. Um, I don't crazy. know if it's Dime. one way or the other, but I think the DMT either triggers the pineal gland to create DMT or... Um, uh, it's like the other way around, but something's happening, and they say I don't know if this is just hippie bullshit, but they say it's the chemical that only gets released when you when you're born and when you die. No, I believe it's released when you sleep as well. Okay. Oh, that's good. DPA has submitted public comment warning the USSC against increasing sentences for people who use or sell novel psychoactive substances. While Maps Rick Doblin will give a testimony about why current MDMA sentencing policies are inappropriate and counterproductive, we need all those who care about public health and criminal justice reform to raise their voices during this re- review process. It's this review process for the next two years, said Stephanie Jones, director of audience engagement at the Drug Policy Alliance, where she heads up the organization's safer partying campaign. We'll look at that in a second. It's long past time to right the wrongs of MDMA criminalization and ensure we don't repeat the same errors when it comes to other substances. There's a growing consensus it's time to drastically reduce the role of criminalization when it comes to MDMA and other psychoactive substances she added. The DEA placed MDMA into Schedule 1 in 1985, going against the recommendation of its own administration, administrative law judge and blatantly ignoring that it had been used successfully in psychotherapy for years. In 2001, the situation became even worse when the USSC dramatically increased MDMA sentences, making penalties 500 times more severe than those for marijuana, basing its decision on faulty science that has since been disproven. Over the past three decades, the Multidisciplinary Association of Psychedelic Studies, MAPS, has conducted extensive research demonstrating that MDMA can be used safely and effectively to treat PTSD and other conditions. Yet in most states, mere possession of MDMA is a felony, while those convicted of selling even small amounts of it are subject to sentences that can easily put them behind bars for decades. A key factor driving the USSC to conduct this review are two major federal cases where judges ruled that they did not have to follow the current MDMA sentencing guidelines since they were so out of touch with science and public health. Another factor is the appearance of MDMA analogs like methylone, MDPV, and mephedrone, as well as cannabis analogs JWH-018 and AM-2201. These five NPS specified as part of the new review are ones that have come up most frequently in criminal cases. The USSC is now tasked with establishing sentencing guidelines where none currently exist exist it's a so wow i didn't even know so it's it's schedule one correct it's the yeah, mdma is schedule one since 1985 and it's a 
felony for possession. Jesus Christ. Well, so is so is ketamine, so is cocaine. Anything yeah. Schedule One is is a is a felony. Um, but they'll usually throw it out because, like, yeah, heroin is a fucking Schedule One. Well, right. Absolutely. But are are you really gonna? throw someone in jail because they have personal use heroin on them? Maybe you would. Maybe they do. Well, it's, well, that's a good question to ask, like, right now, especially, like, you know, just talking about the opioid crisis yeah. that's going on. You know. Wow. Wow. So here's what they were talking about with the safer... Uh, this is the Safer Partying Campaign, and this is part of uh, Drug Policy Alliance. Uh, hey, are you a music fan? We love to go out to music festivals and clubs. We listen, we dance, we connect with friends. And whether or not we use alcohol or other drugs, we know they're a part of our scene. We want real talk about drug use. The truth is all drug use carries potential risks and pleasures. And we know that zero tolerance policies and arrests don't stop people from using drugs. We want people to have honest, accurate information to stay safe. So we can all enjoy the music and have fun. That's aimed to our Coachella. <laughs> right, yeah. People just, did they just come back from Coachella or they, they just go? People going? are leaving. Safer partying campaign. Things need to change so that we can have the best going out experience possible. Our safer partying campaign has four goals to get us there. Check them out and add your support for one or all of them. Stop hating on people who use drugs when they go out. We're all out to have a great time and absent any harm to others, there's no need to judge people for how they enjoy themselves. Two, amend the RAVE Rave Act and find other ways to give partygoers access to honest drug education, on-site harm reduction services, and safe settings at every festival concert or a club three make drug checking happen in as many places and forms as possible it saves lives and four stop criminalizing party goers so uh drug checking is a thing like it, it should be you should be able to you know if you have some mdma you should be able to see if there's methamphetamine in it or if there's like, yeah. like cocaine with yeah exactly right i don't want meth no I you don't coke. and you don't want right you don't you don't want your mdma to be cut with with um ephedrine or with any with any methamphetamines because it's actually a synergistic effect and people don't necessarily know that that when you mix certain drugs it's not one plus one is two it's one plus one is four or one plus one is seven depending on like which drugs you um put together so this is make drug checking happen as many forms as possible it saves lives Drug checking, also known as drug testing, pill testing, or adulterant screening, is a way to determine if a substance is what it's reported to be. Right. So, uh, ecstasydata.org for GCMS test results on a range of substances submitted from the U.S. Uh, you should just you should know what's in your. You should know it. So if you actually go. This is great. This is on ecstasydata.org. You can nice. see the picture of the pill and what it is. So if you've got a Mickey Mouse, it's 2CB and caffeine. Ah, 2CB. Uh, and then you have your MDMAs and where. And it also says where they're found. We've got Vienna, Vienna Austria, Vienna, Austria for all these pills that were made. Um, and you can see exactly what it is. This is crazy. That's cool. Uh, this is Molly or N ethylpentalone and you can see it in a little thingy here and it's from austin texas Ooh, this one's from san francisco look at that rock mdma yeah that's from and this is stuff purple molly los angeles there you go so it's got all the different and these are just powders you can see where they were made and um what they are they've got lsd blotter they've got um they've got cocaine not sold as ecstasy 
and where they where they found it online. What's yellow powder? Yellow powder, none detected. I guess it's nothing. So you can go through and you can see all of these um, different things. This one is called Molly. It's in a bag, but it's BKDMBDB and BKMDDMA from New York. I'm really I know. I don't even know what that means. There's this. Um, oh, space rocks. Hey, where where does it say that one? Because that's what. Um, that's uh, Timothy Pizza's talked about space rocks for you. It's a joke about it. Uh, it's MDMA, and uh, but they call it different things. It's, this is crazy stuff. Uh, the 4-MMC, which is 4-methylmethacanone, is from the United Kingdom. I don't even know what that drug is. 4-FMPH, 4-fluoro-PHP, from Corpus Christi. I have no idea what that is. Um, we are learning. This is a new one, white powder. 3-MEO-PCP. Fake PCP out of Hong Kong, China. Of course, wow, you guys, everybody go, oh, there's the ketamine and the MDMA. There's this pink ketamine and MDMA, and they don't know where they found it. Anyways, they've got, hey, check it out, everybody. Know what you're taking. I mean, I don't take really any of this stuff anymore because I'm so old, and I just can't handle the next day, you know? It just wow. makes me feel like I'm learning a dead stuff. person. I mean, I really wish I would have had that during my raver years. No shit, right? Yeah. Well, I have um, I have a friend uh, who's a doctor of pharmacology, he's a pharmacologist, and I always had him on speed dial. He'd let me text him or whatever to ask questions like, hey, I've had two somas, muscle relaxers, how many beers can I drink? Or I've been doing cocaine, can I do ecstasy? And he always said, never, never, never waste it. The two are just counterintuitive, cocaine and ecstasy together. They just it, they just don't work well together. I'm always afraid to mix drugs. I don't do, yeah. I mean, the, the thing is, okay, weed and cocaine are, yeah, because it helps settle my speediness. But I've never been, especially during my raver years, I never mixed ecstasy with anything else i didn't even drink just because the fact the matter is just like if i'm feeling good and i know it's already powerful why would i want to mix another yeah yeah, why would i want to mix another substance with it right and and i've been so high on ecstasy that i'll ask for a cigarette and i'll have it and i'll just never smoke it and i'll just sort of watch it burn (laughs) and then i'm like why would i do that why would i and the thing is like i've i heard many horror stories about people mixing shit yeah absolutely you know and it's just like like for example i don't understand why people still speedball oh my god like, why like, we do don't you... know we don't know that it kills you we yeah already know. i mean first of all you just can't mix uh i mean heroin and and speed together it's just a bad combination absolutely and the thing is you can't mix a, a depressant and a stimulant well you can yeah well but you know but it's not good for you no it's the same thing um my one of my buddies in college when he fell off the deep end he was when he finally we finally called the police on him and they took him in and he had so much methamphetamine in his system that it should have killed him and he had so much valium in his system that it should have killed him but because he was doing them together he was alive so it it kind of balanced him out balanced him out if he would have been on that much meth the amounts that were in his blood he should have been dead from both of those substances but because they were canceling each other out he wasn't dead so it saved his life saved his life to be doing those drugs too hardcore together oh my god oh which is almost like 
as I mean, but it's not heroin. But Valium is a downer, obviously. So meth and Valium, meth and Valium together again. Together again. I'm awake and I feel great. This is why I don't drink energy drinks either. Like when people ask, when people were mixing like Red Bull and vodka and shit at that time. Bad idea. One of my other buddies, uh, her name's Tori, and I won't give her last name because I don't want to uh, incriminate her, but there was a night she lived in Las Vegas and she had nine Red Bull vodkas and she said she thought her heart was going to explode. Yes. She was calling family members and going like, I'm dying. I love you. I'm dying. I just want to let you know that I'm not, I'm dead. I'm dying. Because she not had nine, dying. nine Red Bull vodkas. Yeah, because you're mis- mixing a stimulant and a depressant. And right. the fact that all that Nine, caffeine. Oh, God. You might as well smoke crack. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, I don't, that's why I don't mess with energy drinks, mm-hmm. seriously. Mm-hmm. Or, and you don't mix it with your liquor. No, it's bad news. For loco, for crazy. Don't do it. No. One, two, three, four, never. Don't do it. Do they still sell that Absolutely shit? Absolutely, they sell that oh, shit. People God. love it. That's how you know the people, the craziest people on the street. Maybe, <laughs> you maybe do all, see that. You're go, right. One, two, three, four, loco. <laughs> if you're drinking it and you see another person drinking it, you can actually yell across the street with, at them and it's fine and they'll yell back they'll be like <laughs> you're like yeah I love it for loco I can't I can't drink it it just tastes gross to me uh, we'll get on to the gnarl news that was the drug news everybody drug policy alliance check them out they are awesome uh, this is gnarl we're moving from drugs to abortion Excuse me, pro-choice. Surprise. Gnarl statement on President Trump's officially reversing the pro-choice Title X regulation. In response... I know. Awful. In response to President 45 signing a law to undermine the Department of Health and Human Services Title X rule or Title 10, Kaylee Hangson-Long, NARL Pro-Choice America National Communications Director, issued the following statement. President 45's decision to take this action behind closed doors shows he knows how wildly unpopular his actions are. It's a shame that despite the millions of Americans who rely on Title 10 for protection, President 45 is going to extraordinary lengths to control women and our reproductive freedom. If you have to hide what you're doing, then you probably shouldn't be doing it in the first place. (laughs) Women and families deserve better. Each year, more than 4 million young and low-income people receive basic reproductive health care through the nearly 4,000 clinics nationwide receiving Title X funds. Most Title X patients are low-income women and disproportionately women of color who are uninsured and ineligible for Medicaid. Under federal law, Title X funds already... are already not allowed to be used for abortion services. The reversal of this rule could make it easier for state politicians to block a woman's access to birth control and critical preventative health care at women's clinics across the country. This move is in direct conflict with numerous court decisions that have ruled against his attempt to block women from receiving preventative health care at clinics that also provide abortion care. Narl Pro-Choice America led the People's Defense Campaign, a massive grassroots organization to defeat Neil Gorsuch's nomination to the Supreme Court. Joining the campaign are Indivisible, American Federation of Teachers, Center for American Progress, Action Fund, Credo, Action, Demos, Emily's List, and Citizens Citizens United, Every Voice, MoveOn.org, Civic Action, People for the American Way, Planned Parenthood, Progressive Change Campaign Committee, Service Employees, Internationals Union, Stand Up America, and the Working Families Party. Birth control, really? Yeah, so Title Ten is being removed. It just it just basically means that, and it sucks that he did it behind closed doors. That's yeah. awful because wh- wh- why should poor women not have access to health care? 
No. I, 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 I just... I'm what is, so what is sad. the greater good out of any of this? What is the greater what benefit? Well, the thing is, if they can't make money off abortions, I don't think. I mean, you can't. Could you can actually? I mean, the thing I mean is, you make you, you make money off those things. You make money off weed. You make money all these things. Well, it's this moralistic. We still have this strange portion of America that has these outdated moral beliefs that they want to thrust upon other people and the thing is that have your own beliefs that's great but keep them away from our legislation system the majority of people don't think this way that's the problem and the, i just i, I don't mm, especially with birth birth control to birth which control. which is preventing you from having an abortion so that is the i mean this is what they wanted right yeah. but no but now you're gonna have a bunch of little asshole kids running around unwanted babies i mean oh mm. What is what is the greater good that everyone's going to seek Jesus? I don't get. Well, so this is about Kansas. This just happened in Kansas. Oh, the Lord. people of the fourth congressional district sent a loud and clear message to the Republican leadership in Congress. Donald Trump and the rank and file Republicans across the country. While there will be plenty of hot takes about what happened and what could have happened, one thing is clear: being pro-choice is not illegal. Is not a strike against you, even in Kansas. This was proven before in polling that was done in Kansas a few years ago and it was made crystal clear by James Thompson a candidate who unapologetically in deep red Kansas no less stood by women by professing his support for reproductive freedom as he put it during the race I trust women to make their own health decisions we hope that Democrats and Republicans alike across the country especially those leading the national parties in hashtag this town will hear this important message it has reported been reported that many wanted to recruit an anti-choice Democrat for this race and we can say without a shadow of a doubt that such a decision would have been disastrous because we know nearly 7 in 10 Kansas Kansas, Kansans support legal access to abortion. That, that, I mean, even in Kansas, that's the thing. Seven out of 10 people support it. And yet the government is doing these sweeping changes to change reproductive rights. For no apparent reason. For no, it's crazy. Democrats clearly have momentum, and it's not just from the double-digit swing we saw in Kansas last night. What is also clear is one of the best ways to reduce this excitement from the base, and more importantly, the majority of voters who support reproductive freedom, would be to run candidates who don't align with them on fundamental issues like women's health. Well, women's health. It's important. I wonder some of these politicians, these male politicians, what their wives think. Right. I mean, seriously, because their wife has to get a mammogram. Well, but they're rich people, so it doesn't matter. I, I think it's that people with insurance... Okay, this is the thing. The people that have the jobs that get the insurance where they're sitting behind a desk and they're listening to podcasts or passing memos around or whatever they do all day, somehow think they're better than everybody else. I mean, that's basically what it comes down to. What it comes down to is I went to college and I have all this debt and I've been working hard and now I have a house and a family and a Lexus and I've got to support them and I'm just, this is what I do. And and they think they're, people still think the more money you make, the better person you are. The, the, the amount of money that you make determines your worth, like in our country. And it, I mean... Yeah, but also, too, I would like to prevent unwanted kids yeah. as well, yeah. you know, because as a taxpayer, that money is going to that unwanted child right. 
or that child that's being abused in the home unfortunately so i right. mean it just doesn't make sense. emotional abuse and all kinds yeah. of people that don't want kids shouldn't have kids exactly and if you're like and if you're a 16 year old and you get pregnant and you think you want a kid then you're fucking stupid yeah. then you are a retarded person and you need to get back in school and learn how to read because why would you do that if you had any critical thought at all you would realize that the rest of your life would be fucked unless <laughs> unless you're like i just want to have a baby because i'm a woman and that's what women are supposed to do if you believe that then Go get a husband and go. Some people or, should be or cooking in the kitchen. Your grown ass woman who thinks having a baby will save this relationship That's or a marriage. problem too. So let me let let's have a baby so I can save our relationship and keep him, which ends up not working. Right. So I well, mean that's up, another. It ends up with another single mom because dudes just are gonna dudes just because it used to be because there used to be responsibility with relationships and men wouldn't leave their wives they just continue beating them or get a mistress but now they just leave they just leave you with no financial compensation no recourse where were the out. days where were the days where you just be unhappy and 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 uh and stay married because you need someone to take care of you it's probably what donald i mean excuse me uh cheeto's parents were like that's probably why he is the way he is a lot of these people that you know come from like a broken home but really i mean in a figure figuratively a broken home but still had the two-parent home right they're probably crazy that that's the republican party to me if, i don't, I don't know how to solve anything anymore and i understand that i'm high all the time and i live in a world of my own creation that has no laws where nobody's looking and everything's fine and okay and i know that's not true i know i know that they're out there and i know that they're looking and i know that i'm lucky that i'm white and uh and I don't, I don't know how to fix the world. I just know that if we could have a little more compassion and we could have a lot less stuff, everything would be okay. Well, I mean, the thing is, I, I think I've said this before, but every time I sit in this booth with you, I think about last year or the year before that, how the problems that we were talking about, yes, there were still problems, but how much we've regressed. Oh, yeah. From just being here last year or two years ago how much we've regressed to like this senseless these senseless things that are going hate on hate mongering and fear they're, they're dividing us i mean i mean I it's always been there but right. this is i don't want to hate people that love 45 but his what they stand for goes is so diametrically opposed to what i believe in and at, with inhumane. free speech, well, it, it is. It's absolutely denying human rights is exactly what inhumane means. Like it's, yeah, that's it is. I mean, it's denying human rights. And I'll say it again. I'm like, I, I, you know, as much as I hate saying this again, I will not. I won't. I won't talk shit about George W. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I mean, because of. I mean. What 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 that party and what his party was about during that time is kind of like the the Frankenstein of what we're living in right now. Right. Um, you know, and this, I mean, you have Jeff Sessions, who is obviously a racist right. and who was turned down back in 1986 because of his ties to the KKK. But he liked them, but he didn't like the fact that they smoked marijuana. That's so funny to me. Yeah. You know, so, you know, they're a terrorist they're group. They're good. They were good people until I found out that they, they smoked, smoked a marijuana. terrorist group, by the way. We all know that 
bad people. Only bad people smoke, smoke marijuana. marijuana. Yeah. And, the, and the KKK are a terrorist group. So, we, I mean, we have this guy um, who is the, the, the basically the the head cop right. of the of the United States and then you know we have Mike Pence who is a very homophobe homophobic sexist yeah yeah his, his wife mother right and he says he's afraid of his th- we'll get and we'll, actually that's a great segue into oh yeah into our our rap for today is actually <laughs> hot dirty P yeah. and the sheriff are going to be rapping about our vice president Mike Pence. He is. He, Did you know he used to be a radio talk show host? No, I didn't know yeah, that. He was. I, I know he. Um, he's originally from Indiana. He was the governor of Indiana. Um, yeah. He's a piece of shit. Yeah, um, even before he's been vice president because of there was a, an AIDS epidemic. Oh, yeah. We've got great quotes about the AIDS. Oh, oh do, great oh, quotes. Yes. We'll go through I'm the quotes before it. we do that. I'm not going to spoil we'll it. We'll go through the quotes before we do the rap just so we can familiarize ourselves dirty, with what's going dirty on. Dirty P is going to tell you. Yeah. Here, here are his quotes. Here's the quote. Um, <laughs> Time for a quick reality check. Despite the hysteria from the political class and the media, smoking doesn't kill. In fact, two out of every three smokers does not die from a smoking-related illness. <laughs> when he said it, in a 2000 editorial during his during his House campaign, Pence did later admit that, admit that smoking is not good for you, but asked, what is more harmful to the nation, secondhand smoke or backhanded big government disguised in do-gooder health care rhetoric? Wait, what? It was later reported that Pence accepted $13,000 from tobacco companies and pro-tobacco political action committees. Smoking doesn't kill. Smoking doesn't kill. What does it say on the back and of cigarettes? And they're dinosaurs. What, what is it? What is, Smoking kills. Yeah. Causes lung cancer. <laughs> Uh, here's, here's, uh, this is one of his, this is one of my favorite sexist quotes of him. Oh God, uh, which one this is. For years, we've gotten the message from the mouthpieces of popular culture that you can have it all. Career, kids, and a two-car garage. Sure, you can have it all, but your daycare kids are going to get the short end of the emotional stick. This was in a 1997 letter to the editor in the Indianapolis Star, basically saying that women, women. shouldn't be working outside the home, work. yeah. that you think you can have it all, you think you can have a career, but you can't. You should really just stay at home, be barefoot and pregnant. Here's, this is my other favorite one. Um, obviously, this is about the military. Obviously, this is, this is about Mulan. Obviously, this is Walt Disney's attempt to add childhood expectation to the cultural debate over the role of women in the military. I suspect that some mischievous liberal at Disney assumes that Mulan's story will cause quite a change in the next generation's attitude about women in combat. Many young women find many young men to be attractive sexually, put them together in close quarters for long periods of time, and things will get interesting. Moral of the story? Women in the military, bad idea. Okay, he's this blaming women, women in the military, military for rape. Yeah, yeah. And, and by the way, he's the same. He's also the same asshole who can't have dinner with women. Oh right, he yeah. won't eat alone with, with women. With, with, yeah, and, and especially if there's alcohol around, he won't. He, he doesn't trust himself. Right. Well, many young women find many young men to be attractive sexually and put them together in close quarters for long periods of time. And things will get interesting because rape is really interesting. Yeah. Because military rape is hilarious and interesting. There is something wrong with him. Something wrong. There is some like. Mm. Here is the exchange he had with Chris Matthews. Chris oh, Matthews. Oh gosh. You say you want to educate the American people about science and its relevance today. Do you believe in evolution, sir? Pence. Do I believe in evolution? 
I embrace the view that God created the heavens and the earth and the seas and all that's in them. This is in 2009. Okay, here's where we get to the... This weekend. He, oh this, he, he said this. Frankly, condoms are a very, very poor protection against sexually transmitted diseases. Oh! This oh. was in 2002 when he was asked to respond to then Secretary of State Colin Powell's support of condom condoms. use among sexually active Americans. Because oh. he's super Catholic. Yeah, I know he's super Catholic. Oh. But this is what... Mm. Mm, this was what happened. Okay. He Good continues boy. to deny climate change and global warming. What he said, global warming is a myth. There, I said it. Just like the new ice age scare of the 1970s, the environmental movement has found a new chant for their latest chicken little attempts to raise taxes and grow centralized governmental power. The chant is, the sky is warming. The sky is warming. The, oh my God. This is so funny to if me you, that this you, guy is our vice president. Yeah. And, and people think Cheeto is crazy. Yeah. I mean, I mean this is just, uh, he's just the silent kind of a little bit more intelligent. Well, he's not intelligent. This is the hilarious thing. Uh, He signed a bill mandating that the remains of an aborted or miscarried fetus be properly interred or cremated. Yeah. Tiny, tiny funerals. Tana, tana tana funerals. I signed this legislation with a prayer that God would continue to bless these precious little children, mothers and families. This is when he was the governor of Indiana. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, he stated that homosexuality is incompatible with military service. Homosexuality is incompatible with military service because the presence of homosexuals in the ranks weakens unit cohesion. <laughs> Because every homosexual male wants to fuck every guy they see. Well, actually, the funny thing is, I bet you there's more like straight guy fucking power butt fucking rape in the military than there is like gay guys that like love each other and are into it. You know it is. It's like a hazing thing, I'm sure. Uh, You know it. You know it is. There's so much rape in the military, like, and it's not reported and it's not just man on woman rape. It's like got to be man on man rape. You know, but what military guy is going to go to his supervisor and be like, uh, I was raped. I was raped last night. They're going to be like, sergeant. suck it up. Suck it up, private. Don't don't tell me that. You know stuff. I mean, especially when it was a don't ask, don't tell thing. Oh, absolutely. And if you were like somebody raped me, he thinks George Washington was a Republican. <laughs> What he said, Republicans from George Washington to George W. Bush just have better ideas. When he said it in a 1990s op-ed on his campaign website, Washington was not a member of any political party and even warned against the rise of political parties in his farewell address, stating, however political parties may now and then answer popular ends, they are likely in the course of the time of things to become potent engines by which the cunning, ambition, and unprincipled men will enable will be enabled to subvert the power of the people and to usurp themselves the reins of government, destroying afterward the very engines which have lifted them to unjust dominion. (laughs) Holy fuck. That's a great George Washington quote. I've never heard that one. Wow. He warned against political parties. Potent engines by which cunning, ambitious, and unprincipled men will be enabled to subvert the power of the people and usurp for themselves the reins of government. Speak the truth. 
That's exactly what's happened. Damn, that's, exactly that's exactly what's, what's happened. happened. Wow. Well, where was that quote in my history book? Where was this quote? That's crazy. That's crazy. That's, wow. Here's your LGBT thing. Uh, what he said, Congress should oppose any effort to recognize homosexuals as a quote-unquote discrete and insular minority entitled to the protection of anti-discrimination laws similar to those extended to women and ethnic minorities. Hey, LGBTQ people, uh, citizens are not entitled to anti-discrimination laws because they're not people. They're not people. They don't, they don't bleed. People. They don't breathe. Wow. Uh, he threatened to shut down the government over defunding Planned Parenthood in 2011, which was well before the controversial 2015 anti-abortion videos were even released. What he said, I think the American people have begun to learn that the largest abortion provider in the country is also the largest recipient of federal funding under Title X, and they want to see that come to an end. Abortions make up 3% of all the services that Planned Parenthood provides, just so you know. So all that Title X money is actually going to mammograms, pap birth smears, control, pap smears, cancer AIDS screenings, checks, AIDS STDs. checks, STDs, right. IUDs. Yeah. Oh. Oh. This is, the, this is another gay thing. He's, he suggested that gay behaviors help facilitate the spread of HIV virus and supports conversion therapy. His yeah. quote, Congress should support the reauthorization of the Ryan White Care Act only after completion of an audit to ensure that federal dollars were no longer being given to organizations that celebrate and encourage the types of Fuck behaviors you. that facilitate the spreading of the HIV virus. Resources should be directed toward those institutions that provide assistance to those seeking to change their sexual behavior. Okay, you remember who Ryan White is. He was the kid who was killed in the... He, wasn't he... He had the blood transfusion oh. uh, in 19, like, 85 or 1987, something like that. He was in the state of Indiana. Um, and Ooh, he was old dumb a, face. Uh-oh, old dumb face. He had a blood transfusion. He, uh, he ended up getting AIDS. And I believe he died in 1990, 1991. So there's the Ryan White, uh, uh, I believe there's a law or something, some kind of bill or what have you in the state of Indiana. Or I think it's maybe in the Congress. I can't remember. If you guys want to hear poetry, you have to put it in And so that's what this bill is about. How dare this man attack the fact that the, the boy died of AIDS because of a blood transfusion. Of, yeah, right. So, <laughs> so he, he invokes he invokes it talking about HIV homosexuals and defunding. Yeah, Ryan Wright did not get AIDS from homosexual be behavior. No, it was a blood transfusion. He was still gay though, right? No, he's no, still no, a little gay no, kid, right? No, 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 he got. He, <laughs> no, he. You gotta love stupid. Zach Wise. You, you uh, stupid. So hey, we have we have. Um, we have Poji on the phone. We were just talking about Indiana's uh, old governor, our new vice president, Mike Pence. We're going to be doing a little rap about him later. But right now on the phone, we have uh, old dumbface himself, oh, dumb Steve Poji. Yep, that's me. I'm here. Oh, you're super quiet. You got to get your mouth really, really close to get your thing. Get your mouth close to it. All right. I got, I got the headset booted in. Oh. Action. Close the chirpus. 
You seem so But you're, you're quiet as fuck. You gotta be louder. Turn up the volume on your phone or okay. something. No, I didn't have it. The- there you go. Yay! Yeah. Now we can hear you. Yeah. So uh, you're with uh, me and LaToya, as always, but also you're, you get to talk to Zach Wiseman, uh, my favorite dirtbag, and then Timothy Pizza's in early today. Yes, yes, I am. Come you're, you're quiet again. We can't hear you again. You're being dumb, old dumb face. You gotta, you gotta talk into the, you gotta talk into the thing. You're really quiet now. Learn how to fucking talk. He's on. It's this, and I've got it. Like, is this uh, better? Yeah, okay. that's better. Yeah, that's a little that's better. better. The problem is with the fucking iPhone. No, you're far away again. Come on, technical difficulties. You can do it. Are you sure this is me? I don't think this is me. That you're. I hear you just a tiny, tiny bit. Well, I'm on a I'm on a base call. You're on a plug all the way up on oh, signal. Okay. Th- that me, uh, that helped it. Yeah. yeah. He just pizza out. just fixed it. Thank you, Timothy. We can hear you now. Uh I guess it wasn't on your he did something on the board that he did some magic. Yeah. It's because fucking Zach Wiseman has radioactive syphilis and it interferes <laughs> with the signals. It's not radioactive anymore. Yeah, it is. You're a fucking isotopic mess. No. <laughs> how, how did your How did your buy one get one free two fifty drink show on Monday go? Oh man. Um, <laughs> well, I sold some CDs. I sell CDs at open mic now, like a panhandler. Hell yeah. Um, Do you call it your mixtape? Off to the left, there was a guy who was just talking nonstop throughout my set. This tall, gangly, dumb fuck guy. And uh, a couple of the comics had yelled at him. I didn't, I didn't yell at him. I don't get aggressive with people at the bars. But by the end of it, I was so fucking cheesed off of this guy. I was just like, really, man? You got to talk to my whole fucking set? God, there's some cunts in this town. <laughs> and then I, I went over and I sat down. And then after the show, uh, the guys came up to me. It was two guys. And what, the gangly guy was super fucking drunk. And his buddy was openly embarrassed. Uh, About his friend talking and, the whole time. Yeah, and the gangly guy's like, oh, hey, man, you were really funny. And I'm like, oh, really? I'm surprised uh, you could hear me with all the talking that you did. <laughs> and his buddy was like, yeah, man, you're a fucking heckler. <laughs> and uh, the guy's like, what do you mean? I ain't a heckler. I was helping out the show. Oh. And I was like, no, man, you're, you're a talker. I was like, that's all right. And so they kind of walk away from me. The next thing I know... Uh, like three or four minutes later, the gangly kind of comes up to me. He's like, I wasn't heckling. I just don't like your stupid face. <laughs> and I'm like, that's okay, man. Everyone's entitled to have their own opinions. And I could tell that response kind of threw him because he was expecting me to kind of challenge him or whatever. He wanted you to hit him in the face? What did he want? What was he looking for? Picking a fight? fight. He was yeah, he's looking for verbal I, I combat. He's fucking drunk off of tall cans. Anytime you give someone a bucket of tall cans, oh, God. you're just asking for fucking trouble. 250 tall cans? So you were getting... So it was two, dr- St. It was, Louis too, right? It was buy one, get one free, 250 drinks, and you can get a tall can for two... You can get two tall cans for 250? No, the the tall cans are a dollar fifty. Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> Wait a minute. Are we three of them, and then they give you three of them free? Are we in St. Charles? Yeah. Okay. Okay. You okay. Can have, got it. Okay. Wait. 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 You can. <laughs> that you can have it. three of them. They're a dollar fifty, and you can have three of them, and they'll give you th- three free for three for free. So that's you spend. You spend four fifty, six dollars if you want to be not uh, if you don't want a shitty tip. Maybe even seven dollars, and you get six tall cans. It's yeah, cheaper than getting them at the. I'll get a put ice on them for you, like you're camping. <laughs> That's insane. 
That's in St. Charles. I, I want to go there. drink there. Let's all let's no, all go. Don't. Let's all become no. alcoholics in no, St. Louis don't. with Steve Fuck, Pochi. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> We'd be the coolest people no. if the five of if the four of us went and visited Steve Pochi and we partied for a week. We'd be the coolest fucking people in St. Louis. I'm I could do two days. Before I started losing my mind, I've been there. Well, are, no, you went into the shitty part. You got to go out to the suburb country stuff. Exactly. There you go. You don't want to be in the city because then you have a lot of morons stacked up on each other. But when you get morons from space, they're easier to circumvent and navigate. The, the most fun I had is we were. I was at some house party and uh, a thunderstorm happened, and we all uh, sat in front of this big ass like window um, and just watched the, the weather out there. Is fucking insane, is what oh, I'm yeah. saying. Oh tor- yeah, did you did you hear sirens, tornado, any kind of that fun stuff? Um. I mean, now that you're saying that, I'm probably just going to remember that because that's how my brain works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because that's what they do out there. Instead of you're supposed to take shelter immediately, um, people will stand outside and be like, oh, look, there's a, look at that twister. <laughs> wow. Yeah. With their tall well, can. To give you an idea of the drink prices, Wednesday, it's 75 cents, you call it. What? These people still do that shit? I'm moving. Oh, I'm yeah, moving. Dude. I'm leaving. Wow. I'm leaving San Francisco behind, and I'm going to drink myself to death in in Missouri. Misery. <laughs> I mean, I will rent you a lot on my property for ninety five cents a month. It's <laughs> a do- it's a dollar eighty five deposit. This is uh, Poji. This is um, Dumbface. This is very exciting. Uh, Tim Pizza is now a landowner. He owns oh, really? land. In the Borrego, Anza Borrego? Yeah. yeah in the yeah. Anza Borrego Desert. Oh, you can vote now. He just bought 2.2 acres. 2.5. 2.5 yeah. acres. Where the fuck is that desert? It's uh, right on the border um, in San Diego um, to Mexico. Yes, well, he is a landowner now. I was thinking, do they have a do they have a parcel next door for sale? Because I, I have two grand. Yeah, they do, actually. Just burning a hole in my pocket. Yeah, they do. They nice. do. We could, what we are you going to put out there? Are you going to stick Ethan out there? <laughs> I was thinking about telling Ethan about it, but like I would just like go there like in a couple months and like Ethan would just have like, a, he would have like seven kids and like. Yeah, he'll yeah. destroy your property. Yeah, he'll somehow. No, he'll get fu- drunk and wander off and fucking fuck a cactus and die. But uh, I keep uh, showing Zach all these pictures on my phone. There's this weird artist out there that makes these crazy sculptures of like these giant scorpions made out of rust. So, like, you could just be wandering the desert and come around a sand dune and see a giant fucking scorpion or, oh, here's a hippo. I'm going to I'm gonna talk to Jonathan and see if he's, I mean, I've got the cat. I mean, because we could actually, he and I could both buy, we could buy the plots on either side of you so that we could have a whole Fuck swath yeah. of, yeah. we could have all those acres yeah. next to each other. You guys going to be those desert people from Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was just talking about how I want the Jedi outfit. Well, I can weave you cloth out of, like, we can make a really thin, like, an aglode or Do you own like, a loom? I can make a loom. Yeah, let's make a loom in the desert. Let's make a loom in the desert. We'll make a, yeah. de- it's not fruit of loom, it's, we'll, ma- we'll have fruit from it's our looms. Sand from of our loins. Sand of We'll have to grow our hair out because we won't have yarn. Yeah, right, we, that's a good idea. We won't have much. Uh, Steve, what you, if we uh, if we give you a place in Anza Borrego, we move back to California? <laughs> I, I I actually I'm I'm enjoying the slow paced lifestyle out here. Oh, slower than the desert. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man, there's too much shit that can kill me out there. I'm not a smart man. Uh, like rattlesnakes. 
You eat the rattlesnakes. Scorpions, Scorpion. Bat Wiseman, all kinds of <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows for a fact that I've killed anyone. <laughs> Not for a fact. Well, there's some good, good evidence that suggests so. Ah. You were loud there for a second. That was nice. It's not uh, missable. We had a we had a we had a roast last night of Brady Holden. It was really easy. I barely prepared, and I had I had seven minutes easily. It was really fun. But we'll have to roast Zach Wiseman at one of these points because he'd be another easy person to roast. Uh, Brady still living out of his car? Yes, yeah. he is. That's where <laughs> the majority of my jokes came from. <laughs> Yeah, he's still, and he just turned 30. Oh, my God. If you ever feel like a loser, just remember that Brady Holt just turned 30. <laughs> right. Well, then, what he lacks in intelligence, he makes for, up for in kindness. Oh. Well. I'm, he's like a real-life cartoon character. That's true. What, 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 uh, Zach Wiseman, if you were a cartoon character, what cartoon character would you be? be Zach Wiseman the cartoon character <laughs> what would it look like it would just look like you it'd be like a little weird little methed out not that you are but would that stick be your figure. little character like he's yeah, yeah. Stick trying to find yeah. all the drugs I'd be uh, yeah it's an easy to draw character it's just like three lines you know stick right the, the, I think you'd be Yosemite Yam you'd be an angry piece of vegetable uh, Yosemite Yam <laughs> <laughs> See, I feel like I feel like Zach Wiseman's cartoon plot would be that he like sneaks around and goes through everybody's pockets. Like if you were on Farmville, <laughs> like if it was a Farmville game, except Zach Wiseman was a character, you would be He's the one like, that you'd have to watch out that he'd try to take your drugs. When oh you yeah, yeah, yeah. Your your crop has been raided by Zach Wiseman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steve, if you were a cartoon character right now, what what would you be? Uh, I'd probably be Daffy Duck because I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> but tell you should tell totally. the boys how much puss you're getting out there. Crazy, he's uh, well, swimming I, in I, it. I'm fending it off because it comes with psychological distraughtness attached to it. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> you can't just be you can't just be straight up at the beginning and be like, okay, I'm gonna have sex no. with you, but I'm not gonna like love you because you're too crazy. So we're just You need to play that song That one night stand song By Prince I can never no, take the place see, Of your man thing. People People out here They don't know How to have relationships They think that if they If you have sex with them Then like that's That's how you have A relationship, relationship. Yeah that yeah. disclaimer Doesn't even work Because they either Don't believe it Or like it just Like runs them off You play yeah, the like Prince the, song I can never take the place Of your man They don't listen to music Unless they're talking About dirt rope <laughs> <laughs> That's the only time they fucking key into anything. I mean, come on, there's 75 cent drinks. You think people are thinking clearly out here? 75 cent. So do people actually only tip a quarter? Does that happen? They put a dollar. It's 75 cent drinks. You put a dollar on the bar and Keep that's the, the tip is 25 cents. I, I mean, I think people, they, well, you want to start a tab so that way you get free drinks, first of all. Right. Free 75 uh, cent 75 drinks. 75 cents, you're still smuggling cocktails. <laughs> And uh, you got to have your airplane bottle stash lined up. Because that was the thing, like, I, I never, like, asked about the price for the airplane bottles. Out here, they're a dollar a piece. Wow. What? I just paid fucking $6 for two of them. Wow. Yeah, no, they're they're a dollar a piece up here. And then the gas, lady of the gas station warned me that they're going to jump up to a dollar twenty-five. Ah, uh, fuck. And uh, if I wanted to, there was a petition I could sign. <laughs> wow. That they kept it down. Did you so sign it? Like, no, hell no. I don't have that kind of time to petition. <laughs> That's amazing that there's that you can see government in 
action in work in Missouri because of the alcohol prices. Here, everyone just goes, yeah, whatever, fine. But out there, yeah, they're like, don't you there. raise the price of my... Yeah, if you were talking the other day how we could have a cigarette smuggling thing, you know, we could also have an alcohol smuggling thing where you I'm buy those bottles for a dollar a piece. I'll sell them for a dollar fifty. That knucklehead Jimmy that used to live with me can buy a plane. So <laughs> we could get a single engine Cessna with some parachuted packages and just drop loot crates on top of me. All, all you have to do is fly low and then you won't uh, come up on any radar. I know, but unfortunately, you guys have all those power lines and bridges and shit. Yeah, above, above the power lines, below the radar. Well, you and your specifics. I can't handle this. <laughs> uh, so, what is the you? You said that after this week, you don't have very many. You don't have very much uh, comedy booked. So you're just gonna chill out, write write some new stuff, hang out with your mom, get a new yeah, cat. Yeah, I'm. Uh, <laughs> I'm. I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing a lot more painting. Uh, the creativity out here for me is a lot better because everything is so cheap out here that you can just work very minimally and still own your own place. Like, if you have a roommate, you can live in a two-bedroom apartment and your rent's like $300 a before Shut utilities. Shut up, yep. Yeah, like yep. it's ridiculously cheap. My rent's $80. Um, That's including utilities. But, but you don't even pay your rent. <laughs> I do sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I, but, uh... <laughs> Yeah, so it's, it's very creativity. I mean, you can make a painting and sell it for 15 bucks, and you're halfway to success. So did you say you, you know were painting? Saying? You're painting now? Yeah, no, I, I started doing a lot of uh, different paintings. I painted a purple owl. I uh, didn't know you paint. I've yeah, never seen no, you paint. This is the most worried I've ever been about I've never you. even seen you doodle. I've never seen you draw. I've never seen you doodle. I've never heard you talk about painting. You just got out to the fucking country and you're like inspired and drawn pictures of fucking birds? Yeah, well, I mean, when you're not spending five hours a day stuck in a commute, it, uh, it really opens up your free time. Yeah, that's uh, I'm really happy I don't have a car anymore because that shit is it's ridiculous. You used to drive a car. I they let li- you do that. <laughs> I used to live in a car. Ah, uh, I'm not surprised by that one. What? So if it's only three hundred dollars a month for rent, are there homeless people in Missouri, or do they just not exist? Yes, they're homeless. There's people. like a couple in uh, like actual St. Louis, but they're like, see, that's the thing. You're not really homeless out here. You're just camping. <laughs> like that that there's there's some campers out here but i mean we do have a few mentally ill people but then the winters get so cold that they just die off reaganomics and then uh yeah then, then a new crop you know they come out during the summertime that's insane to me. it's it's plus it's easier to live like in a trailer where an abandoned trailer out there too because no one pays attention to abandoned trailers off the highway. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that another was, way. That was a big thing. A while back, uh, they started, the community started going to all these abandoned buildings because they found like some like 15 year old girl who was held hostage in one. Oh, what? damn. Yeah. So then they started raiding all these abandoned buildings looking for, you know, child trafficking and ne'er do wells. Oh, my God. I need to go visit this place. <laughs> Is it. I'm is it worth it? It's worth it just for the cheap alcohol alone. I mean, think of the money I'll save. None of these $5, well, I mean, including a tip nice beers. The thing is, is like, if you Google a place like where you need to go, you get there in the time GPS says because traffic doesn't exist. <laughs> so what's, what's the worst, most disgusting thing you've seen since you've been back in Missouri? Um, 
honestly, it's nothing like physical manifestation. It's just that due to the slower pace of lifestyle, people have more time to think. So in my opinion, like mental illness is far more prevalent. Um, out here, like you have to understand, the only way you really have to find if you're successful or not is not how happy you are, but it's by looking at other people and seeing what they're doing and then comparing yourself to them. Oh, so, so like if the neighbors get jet skis, that's a problem. Well, yeah, like if the neighbors get a jet ski, it's a slight to you because you can't afford it. How dare they do that? Right. Who do they think they are kind of a thing? Right. That's so mean. that part is like the most disgusting aspect. Like if people would just kind of adopt the San Francisco like bare bones mentality kind of way and just focused on like, all right, like if I have money or don't have money, I'll still be happy. But that would kind of break the economy out here because out here you're only worth your hourly wage. Hmm. So you know, like that, that's the nice thing I had about, you know, being in California and then making a ton of money and coming back here, I know like, all right, having a ton of money doesn't make you happy. You have to find happiness within yourself and you know, in the world around you. So like, no, I you got just gotta really watch TV, man. liberated from that shit. Well, that's the problem. People are watching TV and then they're comparing themselves to the people on the TV and they say, exactly. I'll never be that good enough. I'll yeah. never be good. But then that's the other thing. If, if you, what if you don't have a job? What if you're a stay-at-home mom? Then you get it out of comparing your children to the other children and you're like, my child can do a double backflip and your child is a piece of shit. Oh, uh, no, you compare yourself to the other moms. Like, okay, oh. well, you know, the Johnsons got stick figure stickers on the back of their van. They're not going to outdo us. Yeah. There's a lot of like internal societal competition, whereas in San Francisco, everyone's more obsessed with the same mentality, but it's like, you shouldn't talk like this. You know, you got to say cisgendered umbrella. You can't say you know, black umbrella. That's not appropriate. PC shit. <laughs> cisgendered umbrella. Yes. So it's like, and with that, like that, that's where it gets disgusting and it exacerbates this mental illness because then everyone feels like, they should be doing better or they could be doing better if this person wasn't stopping them or if this person wasn't in the way. I feel like that all the time. Uh, my, my biggest, my biggest thing right now is I'm like with the, I told you about the FCC free is having, having their own comedy festival. Now they're going to have their first annual comedy festival. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then I got forwarded this. I got forwarded this, this message because Paul Brombaugh used to be part of FCC Free, and I guess he still gets the emails from them. And there was a thing okay. that got sent around where it said, "Everyone must come to the monthly meetings. This is not Mutiny Radio. Oh. Everyone must come to the meetings." And there are forty-four of you, or they're out of the blank number of show, thirty-six shows, and the fifty-six people. There was no one that showed up, and I was like, Haha, "We have more shows than they do right now." <laughs> and I don't give a fuck who comes to the meeting. Fuck you. Don't come to the meeting. I don't want to talk to you about what I'm doing. Fuck you. I'm not going to ask you to do anything because I know you're never going to do it anyway. That's just kind of what I've decided. Is like, I, I've never worked with groups because. I hate groups because they never do anything and I end up doing all the work anyway. So I just don't want to give anybody any work that they aren't going to do because I hate people when they don't do it. If I ask someone to do something and they don't do it, then I get all pissed off. And then there's the people that live for the fucking meetings and just live to fucking make you talk in circles about one fucking thing over and over and over again. And in my mind, I'm murdering you over and over in split second different ways every fucking time I'm ripping your skin off. And it's like, okay, I'm never going to a meeting again. Never going to a meeting again. Uh, isn't that what I said? Like immediately after the first meeting? Yeah. yeah I was yeah. like, I'm like, I'll pay dude. 
news. I'll do my thing, but I'm never going to one of these fucking things again. Yeah. They used to be awful. Now we just sit around. It's basically me and Jonathan sitting around talking to each other with like one other person telling him what I did this week. <laughs> I'm like, so this is what I did this week. Yeah. I still have to update the website. I'm like, Tim's on the flyers. They're coming. We got the new flyers in. Ooh. Ooh. The text is yeah. a little faded well, on the back. I, yeah. It was I, really light, but I, whatever. People readable. can look, people can look at it closely. With their eyes. It looked whatever. fine in the program. And then when I sent you the thing, it looked like that, but I was like, oh, it looked fine in the program. So it'll probably be okay. And, and when then, it, when they print it out, it's like, Oh, it's a little light, but I'm like, fuck it. I need it done. I don't care. Yeah. That's my right. thing. And, um, perfect is the enemy of done. I don't believe in perfection anymore. I just get it done. I don't give a fuck. Just get it done. Yeah. Finish it. Perfection is the enemy of done. Work. I hid 17 oh, penises God. in what that flyer. There's an artist named something, uh, Wong. He, he's like really crazy. Like he took a bunch of pictures of him, like sticking like rifle barrels and girls' buttholes. Wow. Uh, and, uh, he, but he paints like these amazing landscapes and he did this, uh, he, <laughs> like he goes out to these remote places where he can't do anything but paint. And then one time he like filmed himself out there and it was just him like screaming at himself, like just do work. Who cares what it looks like? Just do work. Wow. I was uh, screaming really at myself impressive. too. So I, it's Steve Pogey artist. Now this is exciting. We'll have to put your work up here at Mutiny Radio. We'll send it, send yeah, it this no, way. I'm, I'm painting. I'm, uh, I'm writing. I'm doing, uh, cause right now like comedy's kind of in the slow season. So everyone that I'm talking about for bookings, they're like, yeah, all right. September, October when you, and I'm like, well, what about July? They're like, ah, it's real slow in July. So cause it's hot as balls out bookings, there, but it's for the future. So right now it's like, well, I got all this free time on my hands. So instead of worrying about money, I'm just going to paint, write, and uh, work out and try to not to smoke too many cigarettes and <laughs> so you know, you're, not to get too many 75 cent drinks. So your, your depression's at bay. The depression that you were dealing with here in, in San Francisco and in, in the Bay Area has dissipated with the, yeah. with well, the well, cooling air. I was comparing life out here to what life is like out there. Oh, as no. far as like finances go and uh you know things like that and it was just it's an unrealistic comparison oh, like yeah, every place is. is different every place has its ups and has its downs and i had to quit drinking for a while because the depression you can't drink when you have depression because it just adds a multiplier on yeah, that's that true. depression yep yeah welcome to my you world have, you have to break free of the depression if you have some bad shit going on then that's a good time to drink you just get shit-faced drunk you wake up hungover and then Around three o'clock, you're not hungover anymore, you and you're like, all right, well, this thing sucks, but at least I don't feel like I'm gonna die. Well, yeah, I've been doing the uh, not when I have to work, but like when I. Uh uh, I'll get up early every day now, no matter what, um, and I'll do like a couple shots of whiskey in my coffee. <laughs> yeah, I, I get up early now and I go run, like an asshole. Yeah, Good I don't know. Yeah. You go running now? You That's paint awesome. and you run? This is this is a different. This I is do. a new pogge. Douchebag. I'm yeah. telling you, man. I had to I had to break out of my exoskeleton, and uh, I was just like, you know, man, whatever I want to do, fuck fuck the money aspect of it. Like fuck fuck all that. I'm just gonna do what I want to do. Absolutely. Very little now, and I can just, you know, I mean, granted, I wouldn't be able to live this way necessarily if uh, you know my family didn't support me so much. But at the same time, like, I was gone for so long, people are happy to have me around. I can bring the groceries in for mom. I can cut down the trees in her backyard that she doesn't need. And um, so it, it's all about trying to just live in a 
and a balance. Just I want happiness, peace, and balance. And you can't find that in San Francisco with all those jack-offs honking their horns. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got, you're going to have your inner peace. I, hey, I'm glad that all that depression stuff is gone because I, it's... Uh, it's killing me. Uh, I talked to a comedian. I meditate too. You what the fuck is, shut the fuck up. You meditate now. I swear to God, you're I'm an asshole. You in the dick. You sound like you I'm live in San Francisco now. You told me yeah. right. He said the opposite. Yeah. You, no, honestly, meditation is fucking awesome because then when anything emotional happens, it's like you have the ability to block it. You don't get overwhelmed by it. It doesn't just invade you. You can see it coming on and be like, well, it seems like a lot of work to feel that way. I think I'll just pass on that. Nice. You're, You're so a, zen-like now. He is a new kind of man. <laughs> I tell you. I know. I'm as I fall apart, his whole life's coming together. Isn't that nice? So there was a comedian, <laughs> there was a comedian last night um, outside, and, and you'll enjoy this. Um, every week she's been coming up to me and telling me a terrible thing in her life. You can tell by my terrible accent who I might be talking about. So the other week she was like, Pam, Pam, this will make you so happy. And she has me read this um, review of hers from Cheaper Than Therapy where it's this guy who's like, that female actress was, or the female with the accent was the worst comedian I've ever seen. I would never recommend. And I read it and I'm like, why would you think that would make me happy? And she's like, well, because everyone loves my misery. And then last, yesterday she sat down with us and she was like, everything in my life is terrible. And I was like, you own a house, you have a great job, and you have a killer show four times a week that you get to perform on with sound out, sold out performances. What the fuck do you have to complain about? And she goes, I am so lonely. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then she got up and walked away. And, then you hear a and I was gunshot. like, I was like, are you kidding? I was and I yelled at her. I'm like, are you kidding me? You've got everything. You're depressed. Come on. So I guess it's all perspective. Like it is. Life is like smoking a pack of cigarettes. The second you're done with one, you want another, you want another. Whatever you think that you can get to or possess or have that's going to bring you happiness is not going to bring that at all. You got to live the Zach Wiseman, pink shoelace, fucking don't give a fuck attitude. Absolutely. And just embrace the nothingness. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Like, literally, no matter what you do, no matter how good you are at anything, you fucking die. No matter how good. (laughs) You can't can't ever expect anything. Yeah. That's when you start having problems. The second you have an expectation of anyone or anything, you're fucked. And yeah. that happened to me with comedy. I always anticipated, well, when I'm hosting, I'll feel this way. And then I'd get there, and it'd be the emptiest thing ever because it was still me, and I'm just doing more time. Well, then once I get to the middle act, then I'll feel this way. And you get there, and then it's just emptiness again because you're like, I, I don't, I'm not the magical creature I thought I'd be. Well, if I could headline, then I would get all this happiness. Then you do that, and then you still don't get it. It's, it's not about where you are or what you think you're going to do. It's just about right here right now maybe you got problems maybe you owe people money fuck them don't pay them who gives a shit (laughs) (laughs) absolutely don't pay them it really comes down to just being comfortable with yourself and knowing how you feel exactly yeah Yeah. all these zen fucking masters yeah all these all these guys finally get in their 30s and they're zen zen masters no it's not zen it's cognitive behavioral therapy Uh, ah like if you if, if you uh Everybody has that shit they engage in, and they know it's bad for them, but they still do it. They're just like, "I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go drink. I'm gonna go drink right now." Yeah. And if you just like stop, like in the moment, and you're just like, "Why am I doing this?" And you just focus on like 
the actual feeling of the craving or what what the fuck ever, it's pretty easy to not do it. You just have to be Meditation. aware. Yeah, Meditation. But sometimes like I like to be a shit weather friend. Like I want to be the guy that you go off the wagon with. I want to be <laughs> your fucking one night stand. I want to fucking be all the bad stuff, all the fun stuff. That sounds like a great lyrics to a song. But see, you, you have to have that. You have to have those moments where you completely destroy yourself and fall apart because then it puts it in perspective. It's real. Absolutely agreed. Important what you want. Agreed. Yeah. Because you got to remember, the, the whole experience of being a human being is being all the spectrum of all the emotions. People say be happy all the time. No, Fuck be that. calm all the time. I but you got to know what you can get happy, away with and what you, you can't. You come down to calm. Is it you're to, sad, you come back up to calm. I get scared when I when I do feel happy because there's only one place from there going down yes. to being sad. Right. <laughs> That's why I, when people ask me, how are you doing? I'm saying, I always say I'm content. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Yeah, because yeah. if I, I'm, I'm like I'd con- say satisfied. Yeah. Satisfied. Oh, that's that's nice. Th- that's yeah. Because when I say, oh, I'm great, I'm like, I'm lying. I'm not great. There's no such thing as greatness. Yeah. I've been saying existential. They say, how old, how are you feeling? I'm like existential. I say, I say, I'm right now. Hey, you. I'm right now. You're right now. <laughs> Which sounds like I'm high right now, but it's not. Yeah. <laughs> N- nobody asks me anything. Oh, come on. <laughs> You've got a girlfriend now. She's asking oh, you, you questions. She cares yeah. about. Aww. Yeah, Timmy Pizza's all happy and Aww. fulfilled. And she doesn't love him. <laughs> <laughs> She's yeah, using him for Aldo. She's sleeping with your dog, dog. Aldo likes her more than me. I woke up the other night and Aldo was standing right next to her face, just wagging her tail and just gazing at her. Aww. Uh, like, uh, and he like sleeps at her feet. Um, and he acts like a puppy around her, and uh, yeah, it's like it's fucking like, come on, buddy. <laughs> but it's, it's Spike, it's Spike likes Jonathan more than me. Absolutely, really? Yeah, oh, totally. That's Jonathan like fights with him. Right. He wants to fight and hunt, and Jonathan's willing to be the prey. Well, it's but when we sleep, he always likes to sleep on Jonathan's side, and Jonathan hates it because he whiskers him at night, and so we call it whiskering. Jonathan rolls around in catnip all day, though. Yeah, it's true. That's absolutely true. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I've been wondering. I've been making the cat liver for the fucking cat, and I'm like, why won't you love me more than him? And the cat's like, I didn't like, even Meow. see cats when I was at your house. Spike, the great big, big gray cat. There's no cat there. The big gray cat that hiding? lives in that house? No, he was there, I'm sure. I didn't see him. I, I don't know. Was he, go, he was ghosting? I don't he didn't know. bring the dog upstairs. I don't know. There's a tiny apartment. You were in there. There's nowhere for the cat to hide. Uh, um, you did give me stones. Maybe I just forgot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Constantly getting high. Uh, so thanks, uh, Zen Master Poji. You'll have to maybe write us a poem next time or something like that. A haiku. A pojum. Yeah, pojum. <laughs> since you're fucking enjoying all of the arts out there in Missouri, painting purple okay, owls. I would have and... thought I'd find art in fucking Bible Town, but these people need it, so I'm ready to give it to them. <laughs> um, you should look up the works of Francis Bacon. Yeah. The only thing I haven't been able to do is to read. My my mind's constantly running with so many different thoughts and projects and ideas that I haven't been able to calm down to read. Read, uh, read FUP. It's only 80 pages and it's fantastic. It's, uh, it's about a, it's about a duck that drinks psychedelic whiskey. Oh, that sounds like fun. And it's all old timey. Wait, what's the name of the book? FUP, F-U-P by Jim Dodge. Given the good, given the good recommendations. Yeah, you can read it in forty-five minutes. It'll get you back on track. Well, I am so glad, Poji, that you are alive and seemingly well. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm putting it all together. This is the most thriving. worried I've ever been about you, Poji. 
<laughs> 75 I, cent I drinks. I finally reached the happiness and nirvana. Yeah. A 75 cent drink would get you one month on my land. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna get the we're gonna get the airplane whiskey bottles from Missouri. We're gonna bring them to Anza Borrego. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna build a tunnel to Mexico. Everything's gonna be fine. We're gonna have a lot of. We San are not Pedro. building a tunnel in Mexico. That is not gonna happen. That is not at gonna all. happen. We have a better idea. San we, Pedro we, Cactus. We came up with a better idea. We're, better idea. We're gonna get a backhoe and like fifty shipping containers and build an underground shipping container maze. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Okay. It sounds like yeah. the underground railroad to me. Yeah. An underground. No, it doesn't go anywhere. There's no oh, escape it's anywhere. Yeah. It's oh, actually it's... a trap. <laughs> yeah. Never it's mind. Actually, it's an it's an oubliette. It's a it's a it's a uh, it's a dungeon with only one access point that's in the ceiling. There might yep. be a, there, there might be like a back rub container. <laughs> wow! Is there a nitrous? Is there a, is there a medical grade nitrous tent that goes a medical grade nitrous tank that feeds that room yeah, alone? Totally. Okay, absolutely. Good. So that you can maybe automotive grade. Automotive grade. Yeah. Around and around. You guys hear all the helicopters? <laughs> Don't stop till you hear the chopper. Uh, well, Poge, we miss you and uh, hope that you come back soon or that we can. I Now I want to visit 75 Cent Drinks. Fucking get me on oh, a motherfucking yeah. plane. Oh, and my mom will read your tarot cards. It's a, we got a whole thing. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> whole thing. <laughs> He's got a brother. We got ailments. We can Reiki with energy. Like uh, we, we got everything out here. Reiki we're, we're with the energy. It's an ancient Chinese healing art form, and it fucking works. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this man? I know. I know. I know. I'm telling you, it's peaceful poge. It's the new thing. Peaceful poge. Wow. Exciting. Exciting new leaf. Uh, well, we will talk to you again soon. Hopefully you won't be a stranger and you'll call into the Altcast. We're going to do our rap now about our Mike Pence rap. Good. Have you heard about our, have you heard about our, we've been we doing raps every week. This is our fifth rap that we're putting together. Drum beat? And we do, I, um, yeah. I have um, instrumental hip hop gospel rap instrumental to go behind today's song. But our other ones, our first one was Susan Olsen. And then we did the 45 Alive rap. We did yeah. with the Donald Trump quotes. And then we did uh, Kellyanne Conway. Kelly and, and then Uncle, last week Uncle we did ben Uncle Carson. Ben Carson. Was, um, yeah. <laughs> what, is that your, did you make that beat? This is the intro to uh, uh, Sir Psycho Sexy. Oh, that's nice. nice. Yeah. By the by the Smashing Pumpkins. By the Chili bizarre. Peppers. By the Chili Peppers. That's right. Sorry. They all sound the same to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all that all that early mid, mid-90s rap is the same to me. Okay. Bye, Poge. Bye, You're the best. Bye. Face. Well, there he is. There he was. Zen Master Poge. Zen Master Poge. None of that's true. He's still here somewhere. I <laughs> wish that was true. I, I love um, how everyone's disappointed. Totally missed. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm completely disappointed that he isn't uh, isn't getting beat up and think crazy things aren't happening for him. No, there was that. Crazy Facebook crazy messages. Crazy Facebook messages and crazy stuff. Calling me in the middle of the night going, these girls are going to murder me. You got to come pick me up. Jonathan and I get in the car, get down there. There's no girls murder. The girls are like, what are you doing? And he like jumps over this 20 foot fence, comes falling down to the ground. He's like, they're after me. And like now he's. get him and bring him back. Now he's all peaceful, <laughs> fucking peaceful poaching. It's like yeah. these 21 year old girls are trying to make out with me. Like that's a problem. That's a problem. Like, oh, wow. Uh, That's a story. All right. Yeah, he, he, he 21-year-old girls 
are into the poge. I tell you what, even though he's like 33 and it's his Jesus year or something like that. He's only 33? He's only 33. I thought he was older than I am. Fuck no, no, all. no. <laughs> I'm the oldest one here. Don't talk about fuck, I'm, you're old. I'm the oldest one. I'm going to be pretty old. I'm 42. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty close. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know you were that close. Interesting. Oh, wait, no, I thought I was going to be 38, and I'm going to be 37. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you I'm forgot. Still, I'm still, Sorry. I was still, you were still, I was out of high school when you were still in junior high, so you're still super young. I And I feel so young. I I really hope that, like, like a stroke takes me out or something that's, like, Don't like talk instant. like that. Well, Shit. God damn it. I know. 42 I, I feel is, like, healthy. 22 now. Yeah. Are you yeah. Me? Sure. I know. I yeah. Need Have you seen 22-year-olds? Ugh. <laughs> I have, you know, and I used to be, I used to be sexually attracted to younger men, but they keep getting a little bit older, even though they're still younger. Yeah, so it's they look still like, it's, well, it's, I, I, no one at this point, no one would, I couldn't date anybody under 30. I think it's too, too far. I have daddy gap. issues. So I've always liked them old. Well, one, <laughs> one old man I don't like is uh, Pence. So let's Ugh. see what happens here. Let's see what happens with All our right. new rap. Here we go. <clears throat> Attractive sexually. Rape, 
great put them together in close quarters for a long time Brock Turner get interesting put them together in close quarters for a long time fingered in the dumpster interesting moral of the story women in the military bad idea also homos women in the military bad idea also homos Brock Turner (laughs) do I believe in evolution Brock Turner. <laughs> Do I believe in evolution? Brock Turner! I embrace the view that God created the heavens and the earth and the seas and all that's in them. And Brock Turner. <laughs> and HIV and STDs. Frankly, condoms are a very, very poor mother. use for protection. Also, global warming is a myth. There, I said it. Global warming is a myth. Hopes. Just like the new Ice Age scare of the 1970s, the environmental movement has found a new chant in their latest chicken little attempt to raise taxes and grow centralized governmental power. Gates and hates. The chant is, the sky is warming. The sky is warming. I got hates. The sky is warming. Rock Turner. The sky is warming. Global warming is a myth. There. I said it. This thing is crazy. Girl, you got a nice power. The sky is warming. And I also don't believe in evolution. That's our vice president. Mm. Yay, we did it again. That's our vice president, Mike Pence. 2017. 2017. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't stop. It was a good one. It was good. I just love the fact that you kept throwing frogs to her. This is, this is my favorite quote that we didn't get to, but it's actually not a quote from... Uh, so first, Pence, he's an idiot, and uh, he said, Republicans from George Washington to George W. Bush just have better ideas. But George Washington was not, in fact, of any political party. And he said, however political parties may now and then answer popular ends, they are likely in the course of time and things to become potent engines by which cunning, ambitious, and unprincipled men will be enabled to subvert the power of the people and to usurp for themselves the reins of government, destroying afterward the very engines which have lifted them to unjust dominion. Where was That's that our first president. Oh, where did he find time to write that shit while making all that peanut butter? <laughs> George Washington Carver made the fear. I know you're being silly, you're but that's very funny. That's very funny. And this nigga didn't have any teeth. Yeah, well, they all, no one had any teeth in the 17, in the late. No, he had the, wood teeth, excuse me. That's what they, yeah. Well, they all had wooden teeth. I mean, I think even my dad had wooden teeth when he knocked him out when he was 12 in like 1950 what? or 52 or something. Wooden he had fake teeth. He fell off a fence when he was like 12 years old or something, and he knocked his two front teeth out and they were adult teeth at that time and so my dad always had fake teeth from the time he was very little oh speaking of your pops did he send us some he did he actually sent some weird stuff today (laughs) um he sent uh definition of f-bomb it's an indian professor explaining the significance of the word so um it's something i'll have to download uh real quickly and see if it comes up um this is what my dad always sends me usually like really um you know, racist, uh, and 
we're, this time, this, these were some great World War II photos. These were some fun ones that someone colorized. And uh, this is, I like this one because this is, this hot soldier is really hot. Ooh, this is, yeah. look how hot he is. Yeah. It's like from, I mean, he was getting killed. But this is from like 1940, what is it? 1944 at the Battle of the Bulge. But Ooh, damn, yeah. damn, that is one hot. You want to battle fucking, that bulge? Yeah, I mean, damn. That is some hot WW2 right yeah, there. Yeah, you don't you usually. You butt in his dick? You usually don't see, you don't usually <laughs> see them with the. With the um, tossing salads, uh, and I'm so glad that Crimea a River is playing at the in the background of that. Uh, well, I don't think I can download that in time, but that's okay. And uh, we've had a lot of fun today with Zach Wiseman and Timothy Pizza. I had fun, and Steve Poggi calling in. Thank you for doing that. And Zen Dumbface. <laughs> Zen Dumbface, yes. And as always, Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, what? being Sheriffy mixtape. And our mixtape, our new, I, I forgot though this time to do a separate YouTube to make, or a separate thing to make it easier. I have to pull it out again, but that's okay. So we've got Hot Dirty P and The Sheriff. Now we have five songs. Our goal is to do 12 songs total of all just, they're just quotes of people in the news. And we have one about them Can every I week. mix and master them? <laughs> yeah. They're just, we just do, well, we just do the one takes from here. Yeah. And then that's all we've been doing is just putting the one takes Oh no! We'll talk later. Yeah, we'll talk. Yeah, I would say yes. Yeah, but we've just been—I've just been saving them as little, um, you know, MP3s in our own little thing, and it's been fun. And uh, Brock Turner, (laughs) (laughs) little little gay AIDS kid. I know. (laughs) Fingered. And and our just so everybody knows, our vice president still believes in conversion therapy. Mm-hmm. So if you're gay and you don't want to be gay no more, you can go to a camp. And Anza Barajo for ninety five cents yes, a month. For ninety five cents a month, you can go to I camp. I will make you not gay. Well, <laughs> he's flashing gonna, prices now. Well, it's it's turning to bestiality isn't the answer, but uh, says but, who? <laughs> By the way, he calls his wife mother. Right, yeah. That's weird. It is. um, Some Norman Bates shit right there. Yeah, that's creepy as fuck. Yeah. Mother, sit on my face. Everything is creepy about our administration right now. Yeah. That's, I'm so scared. Uh, hey, I'm not scared for our next show. Some call me Tim. Our special guest is Katrina Davis, photographer, performer, amazing Yay. person. We're going to uh, get to know her in the next hour. But thank you for joining us on the AltaCast. And uh, join us next week. We're here all the time. Mm-hmm. Doing it, doing it, doing it live. Up our mixtape. Making our mixtape. Trying thanks. to put it together. Uh, again, thanks, guys, for being here. And talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Woo. You're probably wondering, should I inject bleach into my eyeballs with a needle? Well, that's an excellent question. I'm so glad you asked. Statistics show that no, no, you should not inject bleach into your eyeball with a needle. Paid for by the committee to stop injecting bleach into the eyeballs with needles. The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. 
As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country, as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. Lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines. Vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. My dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl! Are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> We are Unleash the Rain, and we're coming to you streaming live every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. here at MutinyRadio.fm in the Mission in San Francisco. Because we need more rain in San Francisco. Yes, we're still in a drought here in California, but this is a business show, you silly man. Uh, I was hoping for a rain dance. Well, why, that would be a lot of fun, and we do have a lot of fun on the show. What we do is we help small and medium-sized businesses leverage technology to increase revenue and reduce expenses and make it rain for your business. Are you sure it's going to be fun if I listen? We are very fun. We're also real world. We are not messing around. We're going to give you the real deal. Cool. So I can send an email to Vincent at Unleash the Rain or Stacy at Unleash the Rain and ask my business question or my yes, technology question? Absolutely. Ask us your business and technology questions. We would love to answer those on the air. And then listen to our podcast or listen to us live on and, Tuesdays. And also Tuesdays. check us out on Facebook at Unleash the Rain. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, and my offering you amazing late night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit, it's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily 
ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini, and creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? Then get them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco is located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk. Come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. is the story of three strangers hosting an open mic. When comics stop being polite and start getting real. This is the Sick Sad Open Mic. Every Tuesday from 8 to 10 p.m. and every fourth Tuesday as our Sick Sad Showcase. Brought to you by Adrian Villalone, Valerie Vernali, and Katie Carnes. See you there, angsties. You're standing on my neck. My friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? 
It's a cash cock, honey. Yeah. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. If you're like me, you're probably wondering, should I inject bleach into my eyeballs with a needle? Well, that's an excellent question. I'm so glad you asked. Statistics show that no. No, you should not inject bleach into your eyeball with a needle. Paid for by the committee to stop injecting bleach into the eyeballs with needles. The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your Chancellor,
let's uh, change it up for a couple of hours. Now you know what the fuck's the deal. Hope everybody's doing well. It is uh, Monday evening. Hello. Hope everybody had a good weekend. Um, we, uh, I'm flying solo cholo tonight. It's, uh, it was a long weekend. We all had a great time. Got to hang out with Paul this weekend, but we'll get into that later. Um, we had a tragedy out in Oakland, so there's a big vigil going on out there, and Bill's, uh, Bill's paying his respects. He's doing his thing. So, you get to listen to me tonight. I did get to go on the dirt bag this weekend, so I'm a little beat, as was Paul. So he uh, he needs sleep. <laughs> He's been pushing his body pretty hard for the last couple months, so it's uh, time to take a break, I think, for him. Hopefully, he'll be, he should be back next week. He was excited about coming in next week. He's just, yeah, he, he's done for today. So it was a great weekend. We had the dirt bag this weekend. What a great ride. Uh, I highly recommend, if you're going to go on this ride, to bring dirt tires. <laughs> um, I got a, I took my bike... Got the Harley out there in the mud for a little bit, man. It was uh, it was interesting. It was uh, quite a ride, I'll tell you what. But, uh, get the white knuckles going in the. Uh... It's exciting, man. It's super exciting. So yeah, that was that was a great time. I don't feel like I deserve to be there, and I was honored to be invited. That was a fantastic ride. Great group of guys. Um, but we'll talk more about that later. I want to get into some music. Um, I do want to thank Seth and Aaron from the Creeps for those burnouts, man. Those guys were sick. So I thought I'd throw some music their way. Talk to you in a minute.
My eyes 
Fucking Laura Palmer still got me in bed. Thought they were bringing that bitch back. Agent Cooper's just stumbling around half the fucking time. Don't know what the fuck he's doing. No, I can't. Can you? I can hear myself, yeah. Yeah, but just how far are they going? Are they going to the red yet? And it's in the red? Good. Hey, what's happening? So that was the Stooges, Mexican guy. Song before that was uh, Slipknot, Wait and Bleed. And then uh, the Twats played Sanity Bomb before that, who I, which I dedicated to my, uh, my buddies. Those were insane burnouts. <laughs> so that was a wild party. It was a long weekend. It started, for me, it started with memorial service on a Friday. Say goodbye to a good friend. It was, uh, it was actually a, a really good crowd. It was, it, was, it was a big deal. It was cool. So peace, Ernie. Good people. Um, so then I got the call about going to the, <laughs> going on the dirt bag, which, uh, I was, it surprised me. So, and not only that, I, uh, I needed a bike with rear pegs, which you know, the one I have, I got two bikes. So the Harley has the rear pegs. Hey, Hey Dan, yeah, Dan, awesome. you better get out of here. You got 10 minutes till your show starts. So you better get going if you're going to get going. I heard she may be the official photographer of the dirt bag challenge. So she, uh, so yeah, we met on Saturday morning. Actually, I met everybody except for Paul on Saturday morning for the first time. And uh, we left uh, Bayview around, around 11 a.m. And uh, it was a wild crowd. I have, to, I have to give props to everybody. They were, just, they were just a solid crowd. This young lady was hanging off the back of my bike. She was, she, she was solid. She was, everybody was solid. It was just a good, good crowd. But yeah, it was, uh, it was super impressive. And I feel like I accomplished something. It was, you know, even though I didn't build a bike to take on it, it's, it, was, uh, it was an event. So we uh, drove out of the city, headed north. 160 plus miles, I think almost 170, maybe a little more than that, uh, north up into the uh, mountains, and we uh, camped out overnight, which, yeah, it turned out the uh, the last three miles or so were on dirt in a off-highway vehicle park. Um, so, yeah, deep ruts, a little bit of mud, um, and I wasn't the only one with street tires on my bike. These guys... Uh, they powered through it, and uh, they were on rigids the whole freaking way, man. It was it was just a really impressive sight. I had a really good time. They were all homemade, you know. It was just, it was badass. So if you missed it, plan on it for next year because it's a good one. Um, things are going to change up next year. Paul's uh, still figuring out what exactly is going to be the final uh, final change ups on the whole thing. Um, but we're maybe thinking, or he's maybe thinking longer longer rides. I think at this point, or. Yeah, we'll leave that up to him. There's there's a few oars in there, but uh, I should, probably should have said as much as I did. So, there's a lot going on. Uh, yeah, went up to uh, <laughs> when I was in a you know once you get off the main freeways, man, you get up into those hills, and uh, I was scraping pipes on one side, and it was just loose gravel and 
so I wasn't pushing it too hard, you know, plus with the extra weight, it, uh, it's a different beast, you know, and I don't want to hurt anybody, it's, a, it's bad enough if I go down, but if I go down with somebody on back and they get messed up, I'm not cool with that, you know, so, and I'm usually riding solo cholo, so I was, uh, it was a good time, man. Yeah, some of those guys were just riding, you know, and their breakdowns and fixing it and getting it going again and running out of gas. And I think 11 people made it up on uh, homemade bikes. Paul leading the way. Paul's got a beautiful bike, by the way. If you get a chance to check it out, please <laughs> go out of your way for it. It's it's sweet. It should be on the web. Should be on the Facebook page, I assume. So yeah, so that was a great weekend. Um, Sunday coming back. Sunday coming back, I've, uh, I laid back, um, we pulled over because Paul broke, uh... Hey, Mutiny Radio, we're getting ready for Trish and Dan face oblivion in a few minutes. Dan's out here wandering around, kind of lost, but, uh, I'm in the booth, it's Arden, your friendly, friendly DJ from the night space. Does high time story time, and I'm doing a new show tonight. Oh, you don't have to record yet, dude. It's still early. What are you doing? Well, I'm just I'm filling some time, letting the people know what's coming up on Mutiny Radio. I'm gonna throw on the breaker so that they can know what other awesome stuffs happening on Mutiny, because we got shows all the time. So uh, stay tuned, because at uh, 8 p.m. we got Trish and Dan face oblivion with Dan and no Trish. But that's okay. It'll still be fun. And then after that, you got high time story time happening during the night space with me, your host, Arden. The night space where all sorts of weird, crazy stuff happens, because it's night and it's San Francisco. And why the hell not? Here on MutinyRadio.fm. There was a nice puddle of oil underneath his bike. <laughs> which was <laughs> so, yeah, all right, well, cool. At least we, we hung back with him. You know, we were, we were there for him. Um, also, while we were pulled over the first time, Joyce, his, his beautiful woman. Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternatives. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! I'm making sure I don't cause feedback while I'm talking on the radio and telling stupid dick jokes. Yeah! What? Oh, my Twin Peaks shit? Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, The Twin Twin Peaks stuff is good. Uh, I got a whole bunch of new stuff tonight. I'm like, uh, our education system's fucking broken. And, uh, like, I'll, I'll go into this more, but what the fuck they call it a textbook for? It's fucking redundant. No shit a book has text in it, you dumb shit. That's like saying a pen is an ink pen. It's like, the ink is implied. Next you're going to say it's a fucking uh, sheet of dead tree paper. You know? That, that's the fuck. Anyway, I'll be talking more about education a little later on. Anyway, thanks, Stan. That's all I needed. You can switch it back to the submix and put the breaker back on. Time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun 
one time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event. Now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Oh. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> SF brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Ladies and gentlemen, pleasure to introduce to you. He's a friend of mine. Yes, yes, I am. And he goes by the name Justin. Oh. 
www.mutinyradio.fm now brought to you by our generous festival sponsors Alta California Botanicals Destiny's Mom What a Tomato Produce Company The Law Offices of John P. Strauss III Asiento FruFruHot.com Jankytown.org Brooke Heineken Pervert Fervor and Trina Roderick Fruit 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 Fruit